What's up, family? It's your man, GB, and this is another episode of Quick Hits from The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Hope you guys are having a great, great day, as uh, we are certainly smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. I don't know why people say smack dab. I don't really know what it means, but so be it. It just sounds good. Uh, It's been a minute since we've done Quick Hits, but there's been a lot going on, as you can imagine. So, as I love to do, thank you guys so much for all of your support of all things faction it certainly means the absolute world to me that you guys continue to support what we're doing Uh, make sure you're following us on social media on facebook twitter and instagram at the faction show and of course make sure you're subscribing to our podcast which hopefully that's how you're hearing us right now but if you're not subscribed hit that subscribe button and you'll be uh, right there to be able to get all of our content as it drops so it was a very very big weekend in the world of pro wrestling we had three pay-per-views back to back to back first from ring of honor then from the nwa and lastly from the wwe serving as pretty much our final pay-per-views of this year and of the decade so i want to briefly touch on them we'll probably get into some more of the weeds tomorrow on the show but from ring of honor we landed all brand new champions uh, in their pay-per-view titled final battle which included new tag team champions that being jonathan gresham and jay lethal it's both of their first reigns as tag champions in ring of honor we have a new television champion that being dragon lee as he defeated shane taylor we'll talk a little bit about that and then we have a new world champion as pco defeated roosh pco getting his first opportunity at the world championship so in terms of ring of honor the final battle pay-per-view has uh always had a bit of a double entendre to it because not only is it the final battle for ring of honor of the year but for many it is usually uh the final battle in terms of the end of their ring of honor contract who can forget last year when uh it served as the final battle for christopher daniels for hangman page for the young bucks and for Cody Rhodes. All of them, of course, in the next month, would find themselves at the helm of an announcement of a new promotion called All Elite Wrestling. This year, you have a very similar situation as a number of superstars from Ring of Honor were uh, had their contracts up. Shane Taylor, the now former television champion also Marty Skrull, the villain, had his last showing at Ring of Honor and many had rumored that perhaps he would not re-sign uh, with Ring of Honor and we found out the next day why as he showed up at the NWA's Into the Fire pay-per-view the last image from there and speaking of that pay-per-view it aired on Fight TV this past Saturday uh, lots of big news from the NWA as it's their first pay-per-view since the launch of NWA Power it happened right here in Atlanta at the GPB Studios which is now being affectionately known as the NWA NWA Arena. And let me just go ahead and say this about that pay-per-view. Not knowing what they would do to make it feel different than NWA Power, they did some subtle things which make all the difference in the world. There was additional lighting involved, certainly 
great music involved. You had the elements of the interview. You had the elements, of course, of studio wrestling. But there were a couple of different camera angles. There were some actual camera angles from the audience, which kind of gave you the audience perspective. But what they also did was instead of having the wrestlers enter from the floor, they all entered from the top of the building going down the stairs, which was reminiscent of Lucha Underground. And then it was filled with title changes as we saw a new NWA national champion crowned in Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow. Uh, we also had our surprises, of course, that being with um, the entrance of the villain, Marty Skrull, who looks like he could be the next challenger for the NWA championship. We also saw the tag team championships retained as the Rock and Roll Express are still your NWA tag team champions. I thought it was a great pay-per-view coming from the NWA, as the NWA, quite frankly, continues to amaze us. I know many didn't have uh, a lot of hopes, perhaps, in terms of when the NWA made the announcement earlier this year that they'd be breaking away from Ring of Honor and now launching their own television show. Nobody really knew what that was going to look like. Uh, the idea of studio wrestling, we weren't sure if it would work or not, but they have certainly proved all of the doubters wrong, and they've announced a upcoming pay-per-view so this isn't their first foray back their next pay-per-view will happen in january january the 24th and it'll happen at the gpb studios and it will mark the return of the ever famed nwa tv championship so if you're a wrestling purist a wrestling historian you'll know that right now, really in pro wrestling, there isn't a TV champion represented in any organization, be that WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, none of those places have a TV champion. So again, the NWA finding that niche that's missing and filling that void. Listen, all three days of NWA programming, including uh, the NWA Into the Fire pay-per-view and the last two days of television tapings, were all sold out. So the NWA is clearly doing something right. Congratulations to them uh, on all that they're doing. And again, making for a big, big weekend for them. The weekend ended with the WWE's TLC pay-per-view. Which I have to say, first of all, the lead up to this pay-per-view felt very mailed in. It did not feel like the last pay-per-view of the year or of the decade. It did not feel like WWE put a lot of thought or preparation into this coming off the heels of such a huge Survivor Series moment. And uh, when you look at a number of the matches, in some cases it felt like it was mailed in. In other cases, some folks put on some strong, strong efforts. There were some great matches involved in this TLC pay-per-view if you missed it. Uh, the kickoff show, Umberto Carrillo against Andrade, those guys have great chemistry. But my only issue, and I probably should save this for tomorrow, but since we're here, my only issue is Umberto Carrillo doesn't really do much for me. Like he's great in the ring, but he's not a talker. He doesn't have much of a personality. There's not enough of a draw to get me. Now, here's the ironic part of this. Most of the promos for Andrade are done in Spanish, and unless you were super fluent in Spanish and you kept it going after school, you probably aren't familiar with what he's saying. But for me, 
there are enough elements about Andrade that work. Uh, certainly, Zelina Vega is a plus. That's part of his story. But you also have his in-ring prowess, his character, his charisma, his personality, so that even if you don't understand what he's saying, you're still bought into the fact that this guy is a superstar. I'm not fully convinced yet about Umberto Carrillo, and I think some work is going to have to be done. Perhaps he needs a mouthpiece, uh, perhaps a manager. I don't know if a heel turn would be necessary, but right now, uh, for lack of a better term, he is almost too pure of a baby face for us to really like him. There's nothing that's likable except his flips and things, and even that feels a bit boring. So I think something has to be done with Umberto Carrillo. With that said, there were some real standout moments in this pay-per-view, including the tag team title match between the Revival and the New Day. Those guys laid it all the way out there. A great match and a great picture to end the decade for the New Day in terms of pay-per-view with Kofi Kingston standing atop, holding the belts uh, at the top of the ladder. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And let me also say this. Um, I probably have to do my history just to double check, but I think it is the first ladder match that Kofi Kingston has been involved in that saw him win. That's right. Most of the ladder matches he had been involved in were the Money in the Bank matches, which served as great highlight reels, but never turned into a win for Kofi. So congratulations to Kofi Kingston and the New Day. The TLC pay-per-view historically has been one of the most brutal pay-per-views in WWE, far more brutal than Extreme Rules, because you cannot predict the damage that a ladder will do. And we saw all sorts of damage across the board. We saw damage to Andrade. His eye was bleeding and it was shut. We saw um, potentially leg injuries for both the Revival and Big E from the New Day. Uh, and then this main event tag team match for the women's tag titles I think exceeded our expectations. The truth of it is you have arguably the top four female wrestlers in the company being Kyrie Sane, Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch, and they went for broke. The match was brutal for the sake of brutality. There's talk that there may have been a concussion suffered by Kyrie Sane. I'm certain somebody had some injuries because it was a brutal match, but I'm glad to see the Kabuki Warriors walking away as champions. And once again, for Asuka, this seems to be her signature event. Last year, the cameras went off with the parting shot being her holding the women's championship by defeating Becky and Charlotte and this year she has the same honor of holding the tag team championship so I hope this serves as a resurgence for Asuka for Kyrie, saying that they'll get the attention that they are due because both of them are amazing female wrestlers I'll wrap it up with this Bray Wyatt when we start talking about the end of the year and the best of the year, perhaps the comeback of the year belongs to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, who we know was off of WWE television for the first quarter of 2019, returned uh, after WrestleMania with these uh, vignettes, and we weren't sure what was going on, only to find out that it was him and this Firefly Funhouse, which initially we just didn't understand, and has turned into the best bit of storytelling that the WWE has done in years and so we had seen the fiend wrestle probably three times as the fiend this is the first time we've seen him wrestle as bray wyatt all year and it was bray wyatt from the firefly funhouse all the details were handled 
perfectly from his music to his entrance to his wrestling gear to everything about it was great. WWE, for all of the hard time we give you, you are handling this Bray Wyatt situation well. And Bray Wyatt and The Miz and now the return of Daniel Bryan, who resembles uh, his old Ring of Honor character as the American Dragon. Uh, there's an interesting bit of uh, irony being connected to The Fiend, and it seems as though everyone The Fiend wrestles ends up having some sort of significant change let's go back to finn balor finn balor of course was his first opponent at SummerSlam. finn balor loses ends up gone and gets a resurgence in nxt seth rollins loses the universal championship and now all of a sudden does a full heel turn and now partnered with aop and now you have Daniel Bryan, who prior to his interaction with Bray Wyatt was in a space of being the planet's champion um, and not sure what's going on. Now he goes back in time to reignite the Yes movement and to have the appearance of the American Dragon. Bray Wyatt seems to be the career resurger, and I love it. If that is what they are doing with him, it's a winner, and uh, he doesn't lose. So congratulations. I think those are your real highlights from the weekend. Uh, I'm going to save our Monday Night Raw conversation for tomorrow, as we'll be talking about some end-of-the-year things, end-of-the-decade things, all sorts of super cool things on the faction. So I hope you'll make plans to join us. Tomorrow on The Faction at BonnerFiedRadio.com, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And while we're at it, thank you guys for how you've been supporting this incredible move with Southern Honor Wrestling. We are gearing up for the first card of 2020. SHW 16 will be headlined by the dog collar match. What a grudge match it's going to be. Joe Black versus William Huckabee. Do me a favor. Get your tickets for this because it's going to be absolutely incredible. SouthernHonorWrestling.com is the website. And uh, listen, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out any of the clips of me doing commentary at Southern Honor Wrestling, they are all available at Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page. So go to Facebook and search for Southern Honor Wrestling. Like it and you'll be able to see the content as it drops. We've been dropping a lot of matches and super excited about what's been happening at Southern Honor honor wrestling so with that said gonna get out of here and make sure you respond to us on facebook instagram and twitter tell us what you think about today's quick hits at the faction show hit me up at bonner five and certainly we'll see you tomorrow on the faction <laughs>